Gavin, you have to go. We have to record. Oh, it's fun having Gavin here. <laughs> Hi, Gav. Hi, guys. Yeah, but he's right over my shoulder like a pirate parrot. It's like... the editing bay. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Are you sad you're not going to be here for this recording? Oh, no, but I, I'm just glad that you're doing it. <laughs> well, thank you for picking it. I, I, I couldn't wait to relive this whatever you call it. Like... <laughs> Murder theater? (laughs) Murder theater? Yeah. You, sir, are into torture porn. Oh, no. No, he's not. You both are. Don't say, oh, no. Just because we- You both are. The amount of Dead by Daylight you two play, (laughs) it's all they play, guys. That I'll admit to. (laughs) Enjoy your recording, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Gav. Oh, my God. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where good entertainment doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, we are talking about the 2004 survival horror film, Saw. The torture porn. No. The 2004 torture porn. It's not torture porn. It is. There's. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Can you believe there's nine? <laughs> Guys, when we went to watch it, she pulled it up on Amazon, and all of them were there. And I was like, look at all of that! Too much saw! We'll get there, we'll get there. Will we? (laughs) We better not! I don't ever want to get there on this podcast. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing in spooky season the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our spooky little watch party. At this time, I am going to issue the standard trigger warning. Like, if y'all know anything about this series, you know that it is incredibly violent and graphic and uh, uh, kind of fucked up at times. Trigger warning for profound upset. Yeah, profound upset. Especially if you're viewing the film. (laughs) (laughs) P.U. Profound upset. That's what I'm calling it. Rated (laughs) P.U. All right. You ready to go to the escape room? Wan the fuck. Like... (laughs) Juan the fuck. Juan the fuck. WTF, man. James Juan, here you are again to mess with our lives. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive. Not anymore. 
You are a drug addict. Do you think that is why he picked you? He helped me. Don't believe Adam's lies. James Wan was with us last Halloween, wasn't he? Yes. We did Insidious. Yes, we did, which is very disturbing, and fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that shit forever. I know! That's where that phrase came from, was when we covered Insidious. <laughs> I've written it twice in these notes, so... Fuck that shit forever? James Wan, fuck that shit forever. <laughs> hey, listen, he's a good director. He does a good horror franchise. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, no. It's disturbing. It's definitely disturbing. P.U. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else he's done? What? The Conjuring. Oh, yes, that's right. Who could forget The Conjuring? Remember going to see The Conjuring? in theaters with mom yes and how mo- how legitimately terrified mom was oh yeah i actually screamed at one point yeah in the theater yeah when her hands came out and clapped from behind her head yeah no that's the thing when mom gets scared she does get a little excited and i think it's cute oh yeah i know we can only hold james wan responsible for the first saw movie i believe he's on the record somewhere as saying i didn't want this to become this whole thing <laughs> i didn't expect for everyone to get involved guys like i didn't expect to launch a whole franchise of torture porn films well you did james like i think his exact words were like after a certain point it just becomes disgusting yeah no it's just too much it's too much it's torture porn like i I can't qualify it as anything other than that but you know what gavin is a big fan and he wanted to pick a selection this month and this is what we're going with (laughs) yeah this is and thank you gavin to all the beautiful work that you do for us and your love and caring support of my sister (laughs) consider this a thank you absolutely the screenplay for this movie was written by lee huanel lee huanel lee huanel lee huanel has been with us before of course he also did the screenplay for insidious he he is big butt buddies with james wan absolutely he also wrote dead silence which is a movie we both like Uh and he wrote the invisible man like the 2020 remake with uh Elizabeth Moss. I mean, he's a, you know what? He's a good writer. He is a good writer, and he likes to be in the movies he writes. Indeed. <laughs> so I'm glad that he's returning today. Okay, so this should just be a statement for how depraved we all are. <laughs> On a $1.2 million budget, <laughs> Saw itself grossed at the box office about... Mm, a hundred and two million dollars. Ooh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And you're kind of dumbfounded that it made that much? To pay for torture porn. I mean, the whole concept of being kidnapped by a faceless weirdo and held in a dark, dank location, that part is not new at all. No, of course not. I feel, I feel like we're capitalizing on this. But I feel like the level of sophistication and the planning and organizing that goes into what Jigsaw calls the game... Like, I think that was something that folks had never seen before. Oh, no, yeah. It's great organization. It's great setup. I love how well well thought everything is. It's just the execution. 
<laughs> the literal execution. The literal execution is just a little shoddy here. God. I'm not going to lie. I laugh at parts of this movie. Oh, I know. It, I know. And I, it, I, I don't know if it's out of nerves or out of cringe, but it's usually one or the other. And I do also laugh at the whole self-righteous concept behind this movie. Yes. But we will get into that. Absolutely. This entire film was shot in 18 days. What? Yes. 18 days? 18 days. 18 fucking horrible days, I bet. (laughs) Jesus. Shawnee Smith, who plays Amanda, all of her scenes were shot in a single day. Well, I'm sure. (laughs) You might have guessed it, folks, but we have names. Playing Dr. Lawrence Gordon today, we have returning Carrie Elwes. Guys, he's been with us before. Is this his second kicking and streaming appearance? I actually think it's his third because he was also in Twister. That this is correct. He was with us when we did Twister and he was with us when we did The Princess Bride. Absolutely. He's also in Liar Liar and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Sure. And don't forget Robin Hood Men in Tights. Of course, of course. Who could forget? Playing Adam today, we have Lee Juanel. Lee Juanel. Lee Juanel is back. And of of course, he's been with us before. He was in Insidious. Of course. And like today, he's going to be playing uh, one of our two principal victims in this horror show. Yeah, victims, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) You know? Whatever your interpretation of the, whatever your philosophical interpretation of this movie is. Like, I don't ascribe to the jigsaw philosophy, but like, I feel like we all kind of did it to ourselves. (laughs) When it comes to this, you know, just don't be garbage, you know, like don't be garbage and you'll be fine. It's actually not hard. With a good amount of education and empathy, you too can be a non-garbage person. Oh my God. You can be a recycling person. (laughs) The good kind of trash that we're supposed to rinse off and put in the recycling. It doesn't matter anyway. It gets burned too. Oh boy. Eh. Moving on. Playing Detective David Tapp today, we have Danny Glover. (sighs) Danny Glover makes me uncomfortable. He does? I don't know why. I think it has something to do with Angels in the Outfield. (laughs) (laughs) That movie's just, that's kind of creepy. (laughs) With kiddo Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. And the bird lady from Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And Christopher Lloyd. And Christopher Lloyd, yes. As the baseball angel. And the guy, and Art, what's his balls, who plays Babe Ruth. Yeah, that's right. He's in there too. What the hell? What's with all the ghost baseball movies? But, like, you folks probably know Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon, Dream Girls, Death at a Funeral. He's in The Color Purple. He is in The Color Purple. Yes, you're right. I do love The Color Purple. But then again, he, you know what? He make he plays a character in that film that makes everyone super uncomfy. So I think you're trying to, in a roundabout way, pay him a compliment. Like he's really, he's a really good actor. Yes, you're right. It, 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 when it gets down to it, he's a good actor. Uh, no relation uh, to Donald Glover or Childish Gambino, <laughs> because those aren't the same person. They're not. <laughs> Wait. Wait no, no, we no. are not doing this. Carrie. <laughs> Childish Gambino and Donald Glover are the same person. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, I hate this bit. My whole world is blown. <laughs> Playing Detective Steven Singh today, we have Ken Lung. He played Miles on Lost, which I stopped watching before that happened, I think. I have no memory of that whatsoever. The towering middle finger that is Lost? Yes. Okay. He was also recently in Shyamalan's new movie, Old. All the beach where you get old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was also on The Sopranos for a little while. 
The Sopranos? The Sopranos, The Sopranos. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just you said it very, very dignified. I don't know. <laughs> very posh. The Soprano. Yes, very posh. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for putting a word to it. The Sopranos, The Sopranos. All right, moving on to our titular antagonist. Playing John Jigsaw Kramer, we have Tobin Bell. Of course his last name's Kramer. I... <laughs> All those weird fucks out there have the name Kramer. And Tobin Bell, um, he's, I mean, this is the thing he's most well known for. Of course. This is the kind of thing that can really, I I don't want to say stop your career, but like it can really stigmatize your career to where people don't want to put you in things because it's distracting. Because you're Jigsaw? Yeah, because you're Jigsaw. Yeah. And like he was also in The Verdict. He was in Goodfellas. He had a bid part in Goodfellas. Um, the only other thing on this list that I recognized is the road to El Dorado. Yeah, and he's got like a bit voice role in that. He's the guy that they get the map from. Which is so specific. I said <laughs> one more roll. My map against your cash. Hmm? All right, Pee-wee, you're on. Not with those. This time we use my dice. Uh, got a problem with that? Hmm? They paid Tobin Bell to record that 30 seconds of however much dialogue he has. Yeah. How much is that worth? (laughs) You want a price point on that? I do. Playing Amanda Young today, we have Shawnee Smith. Sup, Shawnee. Oh my gosh. She was on Anger Management, Becker. She was in Leaving Las Vegas. And here's my favorite piece of trivia I've learned for this recording. She is half of a country rock duo... With Missy Pyle. <clears throat> I'm sorry, what? Yeah, she is half of a country rock duo with Missy Pyle, who we've talked about multiple times on the show. She was just with us. Yeah. She was just with us in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, they are called Smith and Pyle. What? <laughs> Sugar to me. I love Wikipedia. I know. I love Wikipedia so much. You remember that time that you derailed an entire recording when you found out that Ray J was Brandy's brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like one of our longest outtakes to date. It was amazing. You were just freaking out about the fact that Brandy <laughs> and RJ, Ray J, were brother and sister. Like, I just couldn't. Like, Ray J <laughs> from the Kim K porno. One more last honorable mention. Playing Allison Gordon today, we have Monica Potter. You might recognize her from Patch Adams, Along Came a Spider. She's really hot. Ross McMichael. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. (laughs) Continue. Yeah, she was uh, pretty famous in the mid-90s, early 2000s. She's pretty pretty. Yes, I know. You're really into Monica Potter. I'm sorry. Continue. All right. You ready to get this freak show on the road? Uh... (laughs) Again, guys, trigger warning. It's going to get gory. It's going to get upsetting. You're right. This episode is rated PU. I I don't know how else to describe it. For profoundly upsetting. Profoundly upsetting. So if you're sticking around, folks, uh, strap in, buckle up, and uh, I hope you have a sick bag. (laughs) Thank God this isn't a visual medium. (laughs) We open on a guy named Adam waking up in a nasty-ass tub 
in the pitch black. If there's anything I fucking hate, it's dirty-ass bathtubs. <laughs> I'm already on edge. And as he realizes that he is, like, in water, he starts to freak out. the plug on this drain and all the water starts to drain out of the tub and we see this thing that will unfortunately become crucial later this little blue light just vanishing down the drain god i can't wait to come back and explain why that's important because it made me so mad the first time around i want to get this out of the way right here right now oh okay i just want to talk about it real quick and then we don't have to talk about it anymore okay I'm like I I get that he's damp and dirty the whole time, but like he's kind of cute. Like you're, you're kind of into like, it. Like he's kind of cute. Like I'm not gonna not like some people say he looks like a rat or a mouse, and I'm like that's rude. It is rude. He's he's fine looking man. He's fine looking. He's also an Aussie. Uh huh. So like, <laughs> let's sit down and have a conversation. I just want to listen to you talk. Lee. Like. <laughs> Let's talk about the screenplays, you know, like, what's your process? And could you talk really slowly (laughs) and maybe smirk at me after you make a good point? Oh, my God. Anyway, that's it. I don't want to talk any more about it. (laughs) Batman is in the room with him. Batman? His voice. What's that voice he's putting on at the beginning when they first hear him? Like you said, it's pitch black, right? Yeah. And then I swear to God, Batman is in the corner. Shit, I'm probably dead. You're not dead. Who's that? Who's that? There's no point in yelling. I already tried that. Turn on the lights! What if I could? What the fuck is going on? Where am I? I don't know yet. What is that smell? The other voice belongs to Dr. Lawrence Gordon, a neurosurgeon. He... A neurosurgeon named Larry Gordon? <laughs> yes. And he is also in the room with Adam, and he manages to find the light switch. And these really obnoxious fluorescent tube lights come on. They are in a big utility bathroom, like big bathroom. There's a single toilet. There's that nasty tub that Adam crawled out of. And there's like a long mirror with a wall of sinks. And there is a dead fucking body with a head wound clutching a gun and a tape recorder in the middle of the room. Oh boy, I love filthy fucking restrooms with dead bodies in them. We can't even put into words how filthy this bathroom is. It just looks like shit has been smeared up the walls. Every surface appears to be encrusted with something foul. They're wrenching over the smell of the corpse. I'm wrenching over the figurative smell of the corpse. Oh my god, and don't forget the worst part. They're both chained by the ankle to pipes at the opposite ends of the room. No, that is not the worst part. The worst part is that they are both fucking barefoot. (laughs) I can't stand The entire time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, oh god, the things that must be stuck to the soles of their feet! Oh, you can't take it. Oh, I can't. I can't. Oh, it's awful. The way that Larry is telling Adam to calm down, and I'm like, calm down! You are both chained to pipes! In a dirty bathroom! With a dead guy! And neither one of them knows what the hell is going on. Oh, yeah. Gordon knows as much as Adam does, which is zilch. They don't know how long they've been here or how they got there or who the man on the floor is. I love Adam. What's your name? 
My name is very fucking confused. What's your name? What's going on here? My name is Lawrence Gordon. I'm a doctor. I just woke up here, just like you. Well, do you have any idea how you got here? No. What's the last thing you remember? Uh, nothing. I went to bed in my shithole apartment and woke up in an actual shithole. I like Lee's humor. Yeah. I really like Lee's sense of humor. I mean, he wrote it, so like... I know, I know. <laughs> of course, he'd write himself all the best lines. Of course. They start looking around the room, and they notice a brand new clock is mounted on the wall. Like, somebody went to all this trouble to kidnap them, chain them up in this dirty bathroom, and then put a wall on the clock so they were aware of the time. They did what? What? You said they put a wall on the clock. (laughs) (laughs) With your whole chest. You did not even catch yourself. (laughs) Wait. Okay, hold on. (laughs) This is why we need outtakes again. Let me do that again. (laughs) Somebody went to all this trouble of kidnapping them, putting them in this dirty bathroom, and then mounting a brand new clock on the wall so they could keep track of the time. Adam starts going through his pockets, and he finds this cassette tape in his pocket that says, play me. There's something really playful about that. Very Wonderland. Yeah. You know? Play me. Yeah. And Gordon also has a tape in his pants pocket. He also has a single bullet and a key that doesn't fit either of their ankle chains. Yeah. And so there's a tape recorder in the middle of the room in the dead man's hand, but neither one of them can reach it just by stretching their bodies. The the chain isn't long enough. Using a filthy fucking drain chain. (laughs) The drain chain from the bathtub. He actually hooks the tape deck. I know. It's incredible that he managed to loop that shot. He couldn't do that again if he wanted to. Adam puts his play me tape in the tape deck and hits play and uh. Oh, we finally hear Jigsaw's voice for the first time. Rise and shine, Adam. You're probably wondering where you are. I'll tell you where you might be. You might be in the room that you die in. Up until now, you've simply sat in the shadows, watching others live out their lives. But what do voyeurs see when they look into the mirror? Now I see you as strange necks of someone angry, yet apathetic, but mostly just pathetic. His voice is so deep and ghastly. Oh no, it's it's unsettling. It's unsettling to me. You hear that voice, you know exactly what it is. Like, this is the scary man who is responsible for their presence here. All of the ads for all those years, for all of these movies. <laughs> you know that voice. It is iconic. It is. It's like, it's almost like it's trying to crawl under your skin and live there. Hate you for that. <laughs> Hate you for putting it that way. <laughs> Shit. Oh my God. Uh, Gordon throws Adam his tape, and Adam plays Gordon's tape. And this is where we get um, some disturbing information. Very. Dr. Gordon, this is your wake-up call. Every day of your working life, you have given people the news that they're going to die soon. Now you will be the cause of death. Your aim in this game is to kill Adam. You have until six on the clock. He references the man on the floor talking about how when there's that much poison in your blood, sometimes the only thing to do is shoot yourself. And this guy is laying in a pool of blood. So we got poison blood in the middle of the room. We got dead guy. We've got a mission to kill. Yeah, he's got to kill Adam and he's got some options for how to do it. 
but he's got to like look at the items in the room and figure it out. It's like, I can't believe I'm watching this movie and thinking about the time I was in an escape room. Exactly. Like, if you've done- Escape rooms took off after Saw. I know. Like, once the Saw franchise was done, people were like, we we need to find a way to fill that sick part of our souls again. And he's got to kill Adam by six o'clock. Hence the clock. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. If he doesn't kill Adam by six, his wife and child will die. There are ways to win this. Hidden all around you. Just remember, X marks the spot for the treasure. If you do not kill Adam by six, then Allison and Diana will die, Dr. Gordon. And I'll leave you in this room to rot. And like right there at the end of the tape, Gordon thinks he hears something. Yeah. So he starts turning the volume all the way up and starts playing the tape over and over again. And it's it's barely above a whisper. You can barely hear it. It's a man's voice going, follow your heart. And so Tristan shit on the... Uh... <laughs> On the toilet tank by over by Adam is a heart. And I love this because Adam is like, oh man, I have to reach into this shitty toilet. I can't watch him dig around in that shitty fucking toilet like an idiot. Like, <laughs> I looked away. No, like what's great about that is that he didn't start with the back of the toilet tank where the clean water is. What the hell, Adam? He went straight for the bowl. And yeah, they find this bag in the back of the toilet tank and it's got two hacksaws in it. One for each of them. They've been provided with tools to cut through their chains, they think. They think. (laughs) They start going to work on these chains, and the teeth on the hacksaws are just breaking. Because it's metal, guys. Yeah. How mad Adam gets when his hacksaw breaks. I'm like, serves you right, idiot. (laughs) He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. I think I may know who's done this to us. What did you say? Well, it's, it's not someone I know personally. It's just someone I know off. Beep, beep, beep. Exposition dump. We have to learn about the serial killer known as Jigsaw, who has abducted a couple of people in the area so far. And rather than outright killing them, he puts them in these viscerally impossible to survive traps and expects them to make sacrifices in order to earn their right to live. Like the U.S. government. Oh my God, Ross. I'm sorry, continue, I can't. (laughs) Oh my God. He picks people who, based on his own judgment, are wasting their lives, people who aren't grateful to be alive, and he's putting them through their paces so they can earn the right to live. And I'm like... This is messed up. Like, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like nobody in this movie, at least in this first movie, deserves outright any of what they get. Yeah, no, listen, th- th- this shit is the very definition of cruel and unusual. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't care, you know, what crimes you've committed. We'll put you through the justice system. <laughs> Nobody deserves this. Oh, my God. Gordon is in the game because he's cheating on his wife and neglecting his family. Like, I'm just going to get that out of the way right now. Sure. And Adam is in the game because he's a parasite. And we will get more on that later. And we learn about Jigsaw's past crimes, 
We're seeing all of these scenes where teams of investigators are surveying all of these crime scenes, all of these escape rooms that he's created for these people. Like there's this one where this guy just wakes up in a dark room and he has this poison in his blood and he has to find the combination to the safe in the room, which is like written on a wall in like a word search, basically. Yeah. And like if he doesn't get in there, he'll die. But then like he's also got like oil smeared all over his body. Yep. And the only way to see the numbers is by holding a lit candle. That ends in barbecue. It does. And then there's this other room that's basically a maze of razor wire. Yeah. Like, that one is just fucking rough. I I don't... mm, You know, let me talk to Juan's sound guy, because he's really good with the screaming. Oh, no. Uh, Shout out props to the performers, too, but, like, I can't with the scream compilation. Oh, God, that guy just trying to get through that razor maze. Yeah. Door was on a timer. It was unlocked until 3 o'clock. Then it slammed shut. He was given two hours. When the investigators say they find stomach acid on the floor oh. and like, I'm just like, Jigsaw, you you twisted fuck. Eat it. Eat <laughs> it, you <laughs> sick, twisted fuck. Yeah. And like, you know what else is sick? They find a peephole at the scene. He likes to watch. Yeah, he likes to watch his own sick games play out before his eyes. And even more interesting, Dr. Gordon's pen light inexplicably ended up at this scene. You know, doctors, they carry, like, a little pen light on them so they can, like, check people's eyes. Uh Uh-huh, like Doctor Who. Yeah. (laughs) No, not like Doctor Who. Oh, no, is that not what that is? (laughs) You know damn well that's not what that is. I know that's not what it is. Oh, God, this is the scene where we see Gordon at work for the first time. Yes. And the, he has, he's, I guess he also does teaching rounds. So he's got like a room full of medical interns doing rounds, looking at patient files. And they have this patient, this person who has a very inoperable advanced brain tumor. Damn. This is a person who's not going to live very long. No. The patient has come in for a standard checkup by which we are able to monitor the rate at which his condition is declining. Patient had. His name is John. Dr. Gordon. He's a very interesting person. Thank you for that information, Zeb. As you can see, our orderlies form very special bonds with the patients. We have to talk about Zepp real quick. Okay. Because Zepp interrupts and he's like, um, Doc, the patient has a name. His name is John. That's why some people don't like doctors, is because they patients just become case files to them. Yeah. Detective David Tapp and Detective Steven Singh turn up at the hospital to ask Gordon for an alibi for the day the razor wire maze was discovered. (laughs) I'm sorry. You'll have to tell me again. What is this all about? This is yours, Doctor. Just slide that pen light across the table. (laughs) Found that at the scene of the crime, Doc. What's up with that? (laughs) In order to spare himself the embarrassment of being interviewed in the office, he goes with them down to the station. And guys, I have in all capital letters, he asks for a lawyer. Ask for a lawyer, guys. Always ask for a lawyer. Do not worry about appearing guilty. Just talk to talk to a representative. Absolutely. Always talk to a lawyer. Always garner counsel before talking to the police. The 
reason Gordon is being squirrely with the police is because he's kind of stepping out on his marriage. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this affair has reached a full-blown physical stage or not. We don't see it. Yeah, we don't see it at all in the physical sense. But the thing is, is that this woman, who at a minimum he's having an emotional affair with, she's his alibi for the night of the razor maze. Indeed. So he can't give them an alibi without outing himself as a cad. But you know, he does the right thing. We get that alibi checked out. It's solid. But instead of just letting him go, they force him to watch this interview where they question the only surviving victim of Jigsaw's game. Amanda, in your own time, tell me the first thing you remember. I woke up. All I could taste was blood. And metal. This is Amanda. Yes, this is Amanda. And Amanda has... Amanda's been through it. Yeah, no, this one is particularly terrifying. And the reason that Amanda has been chosen by Jigsaw is because she suffers from substance abuse. Of course. And he views that as her not valuing her own life, which is just something I fundamentally disagree with. Those people are sick. Yeah. It's not that they don't value their own lives. They have a disease. Yes. But I digest. Amanda describes what is easily one of the most iconic traps from Jigsaw's games. Yes. Which is the reverse bear trap. Uh Uh-huh. She wakes up in this chair in this disgusting dark room. There's a television in the room. (laughs) That's a staple of Jigsaw games. Yeah. It's it's a disgusting dark room. (laughs) I bet it smells horrendous. Jigsaw's universe is just in the the backs and bottoms of buildings. (laughs) That is where he exists. That is where he lives. This device is rigged into her jaw and hooked up to a timer. From the moment she pulls the pin on the timer, she has 60 seconds to carve a key out of the stomach of a dead body that is in the room with her. To get that trap off of her head. Yeah, that's the only way she's going to survive this, because once that timer goes off, that headpiece springs open. It's going to rip her jaw open and kill her. And this is all explained to us by that freaky little fucking doll, Billy. (laughs) You know, she turns and there's the television. He explains the whole thing to her. This is where we get the iconic, I want to play a game. Hello, Amanda. You don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. Here's what happens if you lose. The device you're wearing is hooked into your upper and lower jaws. When the timer in the back goes off, your mouth will be permanently ripped open. Think of it like a reverse bear trap. It reminds me of Dead Silence, yeah, quite honestly. it does. It reminds me of, like, the, the puppets from Dead Silence. Fuck that shit. Fuck, Fuck that, that shit, shit forever. Fuck that shit forever. And so, like, I just, I can't, I can't believe this. Like, I can't, she, she has, like, no time. She has, like, no time to do this. Also, it just doesn't make sense, screen time-wise. Like, she (laughs) wastes so much time. She should have died. But, you know, she does it. She picks up that knife, and she cuts into that dude. Here's the thing. The dude's not 
dead. Yeah, he's been injected with like an overdose of drugs, but he hasn't died. And but he like can't move. So like he can't do anything about it and she doesn't really notice. She's a little busy finding the key. Yeah, she's literally running his bowels searching for the key. Yeah. Oh, it's so horrible. And she finds it and she just makes it. It snaps open as soon as she takes it off. She is just kneeling on the ground, sobbing. I don't even know how to describe that state of mind. And who comes wheeling in? That fucking creepy doll, Billy. God, the theatrics with the Billy doll on the tricycle. It just wheels in and he goes, Congratulations, you are still alive. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive. But not you. Not anymore. to the interview and Detective Tapp says the most fucked up thing. Are you grateful, Mandy? He helped me. That is bullfucking shit. He did not help you. He terrorized you and made you believe it was help. No, yeah, here's the thing. I feel like this movie came from a time when we viewed hardship as, like, character building. Like, we went through this horrible thing, but it's a good thing you went through this horrible thing because it made you who you are. Like, no! No, I hate who I am. No! (laughs) Give all the trauma back! Return to sender! God damn it. Get rid! Like, I just, I hate that mindset. So, back at Shea Jigsaw... (laughs) In the bathroom? Yeah, in the bathroom... (laughs) We discover that the mirror, the the bay mirror, is actually one-way. It's a one-way mirror. Yeah, and there is a camera behind the mirror that's, like, watching everything Adam and Gordon are doing. It's being controlled remotely by this faceless guy. We don't know who it is. And Adam's just like, oh, this is fucking great. This is most fun I've had without lubricant. (laughs) I love Adam. Tate told us to find an X. That X has to be somewhere in this room. Help me find it. How can you be the calm doctor guy when your wife and kid are out there? He's got them, too. He could be doing anything to them right now. Are you thinking about that? I Uh, am thinking about that. This is also where we learn about Gordon's family in flashback. He has a wife named Allison. That's Monica Potter. And his daughter, Diana. Diana's probably, what, nine, ten years old? Yeah. She's very cute. And their marriage is a mess. Yikes, the marriage. (laughs) They're not talking to each other, not communicating effectively. He's obviously stepping out with someone else. They live in this fogly McMansion in the area. Guys, it's so bad. Like, it's just so poorly decorated on the inside. Allison, let me talk to your decorator. They need a slap. (laughs) Oh! They need a slap on the wrist. All of the ornate furniture and just, it's so uninviting. It's violent. (laughs) The decor is violent. It's violently punky brown. And I hate it. Not that I'm an interior designer. I don't have taste for that shit. But like, God, I'd do better than that. Obviously, Gordon works a lot and he neglects his wife and child a lot. But he still manages to find time to mess around on the side. And mom and daughter are often left alone at night. But on this night, Diana comes into Mommy's room and says, Mom, 
There's a man in my room. James Wan is a master of shit in dark corners that you can't see. Oh my god! I don't like it, and I don't fucking like wind chimes. Oh yeah, she's got those wind chimes in her room that are just blowing from no wind. The intensity of which something is in the corner of her room, I can actually feel it. Yeah, we can feel it as an audience. We know it's there. We can't see it. And when she goes to wake up her mom and tells her there's a guy in her room, she's like, oh no, you're okay. (laughs) Diana was not okay. No, she didn't! believe her guys if your child comes to you and says there's somebody in my room but how many times did you do that as a way to get attention i never did that i never (laughs) once went to my parents for fun (laughs) and said hey there's somebody in my room isn't that whack not for fun but to get their attention never you never wanted mom to come check under your bed for monsters no because i knew it was bullshit oh okay you were a smart child we get it that doesn't mean i didn't have you know in the night terrors about (laughs) something lurking down the hallway for me yeah let's not forget about the wind chimes okay (laughs) yeah Allison tries to get Gordon to go check her bedroom for her and make her feel better. She's so hot. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I just had to get it in there. Was your point that how is he ignoring her when she looks like that? Like, what is going on? What, 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 what's wrong there? Let's talk about you, Larry. <laughs> he has to be peeled away from this laptop to go and give his daughter some comfort. Larry, sorry to bother you, but your daughter had a bad dream again. Just a minute. She wants you to check her room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just gotta finish this paragraph. Nope, I'm done. He does not check her bedroom. How thoroughly could he possibly have checked her bedroom? We know this guy is in the closet. He's literally in the closet. He doesn't check the closet once. And it's because they don't believe her. And like, he's going to leave her room telling her goodnight. Diana just goes, You're not going to leave us, are you, Daddy? Oh, shit. Yeah, like, it, that's, that is a child who's feeling insecure about her situation. Yeah. Like, you need to listen to your children, but this is a narrative and we're not going to do that. <laughs> We would have no story otherwise. Absolutely. Back in the present, Gordon has thrown Adam his wallet so that he can look at pictures of Diana and Allison, right? Yeah. And Adam is going through the wallet and looking through the pictures, and he finds a Polaroid in the wallet of Allison and Diana bound and gagged and tied up to Allison's bed, and he flips it over And there's writing on the back of it. It says, X marks the spot. Sometimes you see more with your eyes shut. And then on the front of it, it just says, regards, and then a little puzzle piece. Like a jigsaw piece! How cute, jigsaw. (laughs) Oh no! Charming. And like, Adam doesn't say anything. He doesn't have the words. Like, how do I tell this guy that his wife and child are definitely being held hostage? Do you just want to skip over the profoundly upsetting bit where they get kidnapped? Yeah, I do. It's really horrible, guys. Like, Jigsaw told us they were kidnapped. We don't need to see a scene about it. Like, that scene's just horrible when they're tied together and screaming. It's just, we're going to spare you that audio. The de- okay, the, the next thing I have is Detective Danny Glover seems to be quite consumed with the case. Oh yeah, we have to talk about a new problem. It doesn't seem like he's even on the case anymore. I have a feeling he got a little obsessed and got discharged. Remember Detective Del Spooner from iRobot? <laughs> it's like that, only way worse. Oh, it's way worse. The apartment Detective Tap is in right now. Oh my god, it's so dark and 
stank and there's newspaper clippings all over the wall. The Charlie Day web yes. on, the, on the wall. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And like the boxes and boxes of evidence that are sitting around, all the videotapes. He's just, he's running illegal surveillance on Dr. Gordon because he's convinced Gordon is the main suspect. He drank in. Like, like it's bad. Yeah. Like, like this is, this, this has just gone sideways for him. Uh, side casualty of the games. Like, honestly, like he's just trying to bring this killer to justice, but he's convinced that it's Gordon because Gordon's pen light is the only piece of evidence that they've been able to connect to a real person. There are no clues in any of these traps or in any of these videos that Jigsaw leaves behind. We see him back in the early days of the case watching these videotapes over and over again. And finally, he sees this like flash in the background of one of the tapes. It's a wall with a gang tag on it. K2K. Gang's territory was only about four blocks. Now listen to this. We gotta check the records for all the fire emergencies that occurred in that area within the last two weeks. Go right now. On the night of Tuesday the 17th, we got a fire alarm going off in the rear wing of 213 Stygian Street. It's yeah. an old listing, it used to be a mannequin factory. So Tap and Singer like hot damn. We've got it. And Singh's like, all right, I'll procure the warrant. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then Tap's like, who said anything about a warrant? And then they just gun up and go there. They don't wait for backup. They don't call it in. Like, yeah, no warrant. And I'm just like, for God's sake, this is so dangerous, not to mention illegal. And this is where Gavin was very kind to point out to both of us. Jigsaw doesn't make mistakes. If that gang tag was in the background of that video, it's because he wanted you to see it. Yeah, so like we go to this place. It's uh, what's the street called? Some stupid <laughs> Sturvan? Sturvian? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. We so we like find everything. No, we find the warehouse where a lot of these movies have been shot. We find the diorama of the bathroom scene. Like, he's in the early planning stages of setting up the bathroom trap. Yeah, yeah. It's literally with the little figures of little Adam and little (laughs) Dr. Gordon and dead guy. And the body laying in the middle of the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And they also find a pig mask in the room and all these other bips and bobs of, like, mechanical engineering parts of unfinished traps. And, you know, we also find um, a human. Oh, my God. There's a human in a torture chair just covered up by like this red cape. Yeah. Oh, it's it's like it's like there's presentation involved here. It's like he's a little snack. Oh, for Jigsaw. No. Like he's not filming this one, you know, it's just a little, you know, torture snack, you oh, know. Oh god. Cuz he's got those two big drills. Yeah, he's aimed got like, at his neck. Drill bits aimed at his neck. They're trying to get him out of the trap. And that's when they hear the freight elevator. Jigsaw's home. Oh, no. So they go hide, and Jigsaw comes into the room. He's got a big cloak on with the hood pulled up. We can't actually see him. This is a whole-ass trap. Oh, I know. How have they not figured this out? Like, it's a whole-ass trap. And, like, Jigsaw, they pop out from behind a wall, 
and Jigsaw puts his hands up like he's going to surrender, but he manages to trip the torture chair and starts it running. This guy in the chair starts freaking out. I mean, I would. Now you'll make a choice. In 20 seconds, the life of this man will be ended. Shut up and get down here! What'd you do? Turn it off! (laughs) See, stop that thing! I'm taking this bastard down! How do you turn it off? Tell him about the stuff, asshole. One key will unlock it. Where is it? And he, like, throws them a ring of keys. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> there you go, dickheads. Try and get him out. <laughs> Sang just gets frustrated and finally just shoots the drills. Yeah, that was some really quick thinking. He just shot the drill bits off the chair. And Jigsaw uses that opportunity to Assassin's Creed tap. He, like, literally, he produces the blade from his sleeve. Yeah. And cuts Tap's throat. Tap! Yes, I'm sick, officer. Stop! Like, the keys here! Sick from the disease eating away at me inside. Ah! Sick of people who don't appreciate their blessings. Sick of those who scoff at the suffering of others. I'm sick of it all. And then Sing goes running after him shooting at him all the way, he does hit him. Here's the thing. Jigsaw. <laughs> we can't get too specific right now. Yeah? He gets hit like two or three times and is still running. I know. What is with this guy? He might be wearing Kevlar. Is he made of the same shit that guy from Sin City is made out of? <laughs> What's that guy's name? Marv. Marv. That's right. Marv. No, he's not made of Marv. Uh, okay. But... <laughs> He does survive a couple of Singh's shots. And, like, finally they come to this long hallway, and Singh gets him in the back with a slug. And he goes down, and Singh's, like, slowly approaching his body. There's a tripwire. He's so focused on the body, he doesn't see the tripwire. It looks like the cobwebs. It does! And it's rigged all these fucking shotguns pointed down at him from the ceiling, and yes, he gets shot through the top of the head. So that whole business just traumatized Tap, because not only did Jigsaw get away, but he sees Singh's death as his fault, and to be quite honest, I kind of agree with him. He ran in there, guns blazing, no warrant, no backup, no nothing. Who said anything about a warrant? Oh my god! Why? It's so frustrating, and now he's just, he has become dangerous over this case. So Adam is hiding more than one thing, but we'll get to more of that later. He's definitely still hiding the uh, regards, Polaroid. We're still trying to figure out where X marks the spot, right? Like, that's the next step in this horrible, horrible game. And that's where Adam rereads the back of the Polaroid that says, Sometimes you see better with your eyes shut. And so they shut the lights off, and all of a sudden, there's a bright green X on the wall next to Gordon. This is where I said, How did they not notice that when the lights were off? (laughs) To which you said... It's fluorescent paint that's charged up by light. That's bullshit, but whatever. (laughs) Cool. It's not bullshit, it's a real thing. Is it a real thing? Yes, it is. It's a real thing? Yes, it is. Okay. And Gordon takes the hacksaw and bashes through that X on the wall. There's a box in the wall. Yeah, there's a lockbox back there. Remember the key that opened nothing? 
Yes. This is what opens the lockbox. And so it's got a cell phone. It's a cute little cell phone. It's a flip phone cute, for crying out cute loud. Cute little 2004 cell phone. It's like a Nokia. A couple of cigarettes and a lighter are also in there. And the phone can only receive calls, so don't get too excited about that. Adam's like, oh my god, a beautiful thing. Give me that cigarette. <laughs> and I wrote, no, Adam, give me that cigarette. <laughs> stressed out just watching this. Because I'm like, oh my god. And there's also a little note in the lockbox that says, shh, doctor. The cigarettes are harmless, I promise. Smoking is only poisonous when it ends in bloodshed. Think about this. You don't need a gun to kill Adam. He's suggesting that he poisoned the cigarette somehow. Yeah. And I'm like, don't you think Adam will notice that the cigarette has been poisoned? Again, they are each other's only audience. (laughs) Like, how is he supposed to do that? They are, like, constantly watching each other, so... This is where Gordon starts to remember some things from the night before he was abducted. You know, he was walking through the parking garage to his car. Which, what fucking parking garage is this? It looks really creepy. It looks like it's filmed in an attic. (laughs) Where are we? And, like, it's just, he feels like he's not alone. In that parking garage, he's sure someone is following him. You can see what looks like someone taking a picture of him. Yeah, it's like a little flash. And he gets in the car, he gets down to the security gate, and it's locked. And he's trying to call someone on the phone, on the security phone down there. And in the reflection Uh of one of those little mirrors, those corner mirrors, Uh we see the backseat of his car open up, and this person in a long red coat, and that pig mask crawls out of the back of the car. It's the pig thing from the poster! Oh my god! And that's how Gordon got snatched. The pig person snatched him from the parking garage. Pig people. Pig people. (laughs) Gordon is suspicious of Adam because Adam was the one who suggested they turn off the lights. How did you know to turn off the lights? How did you know to turn off the lights? Who cares? It worked. Yeah, but how did you know? Instinct. Instinct? Yeah. You know what? You're a terrible liar. And so the truth finally fucking comes out. Yeah, Adam finally has to come clean about the Polaroid. He throws it over to Lawrence, and this is where Lawrence becomes upset. I am just, I'm sorry. It's kind of bad. What is? Carrie Elwes is acting in this. (laughs) It's kind of bad. When he's all crying and upset. I am cringe at this. I really am. Where did you get this? It was in your wallet. Behind the photo of your daughter. Why didn't you show me this before? I couldn't. I'm sorry. What are you doing to them, you bastard? It's real for him now. Now what's going to happen is Adam and Gordon are going to try to pull one over on the guy watching through the camera. They're going to try and fake him out so that he thinks that Adam's been killed. He manages to poison one of the cigarettes by dipping it in the dead man's blood. Because remember, supposedly that guy had poison in his blood when he died. So he killed himself. Yeah. And so what they do is they shut off the lights and Gordon tells him what the plan is. And then they turn the lights back on. And instead of throwing him the poisoned cigarette, Gordon throws Adam the non-poisoned cigarette. And Adam takes it. 
and he lights up and then begins the worst performance of his life. Shit's fucking embarrassing. He's faking like he's dying. He's fake choking to death. (laughs) Give that man a Razzie. Please. And it's then, so embarrassing. And then the electric chain. Oh yeah, because the guy behind the camera obviously thinks that Adam's not dead, so he presses a button, and he gets an electric shock through the chain around his ankle. <laughs> So that's out the window. They can't fake this. That sucks. I guess this electric shock kind of jogs Adam's memory a little bit of the previous night. Yeah, Adam starts to have recall about his own abduction. (laughs) He went home to his shitty apartment. (laughs) That's right. And woke up in an actual shithole. He's a photographer. And so he goes into his little red room. Because did you know that all photographers own studio apartments <laughs> and they all have red rooms in them. They Like that one closet that's been repurposed as Indeed. their dark room. Indeed. What were you calling it? A red room? Red room. <laughs> dark room. Dark room. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Red room. Red room. The red- <laughs> Nelly's in the red room. Oh no. I think that's where I, think that's where I got it from. <laughs> oh my God. But okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're off track. But no, but like, he is hanging up these photos that he's developing, and they're of Larry. Yeah, no. They're of Gordon. Yeah, he's been following Dr. Gordon for a couple of days. He has not fessed up to that yet at Shea Jigsaw. No, no, you would think that would be the first thing he would say. Like, hey man, uh, I don't know who you are, but I've been hired to follow you. Yeah. Like, you think he would be open with that information. And like, what does he do? He conks out? Yeah, he, he falls asleep while working, and he wakes up in that dark room with the red bulb and the lamp burned out. And he opens the door and the entire apartment is pitch black. He can't get no light on. He can't even turn on a flashlight. And so the only source of light he has is the big flash on his DSLR camera. Great work, Jim. Great work, Lee. (laughs) Like the big flash, the kind that makes the long... When when it's done flashing. How how does that go again? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sure. Just wanted to make sure. Someone there? And so we're getting flashes around the apartment. And and you know instinctively as a viewer, one of these flashes is going to be a jump scare. Like he's going to flash the camera and there's going to be something there. He flashes and that fucking Billy doll is sitting in his recliner. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where I went, wait. I have an idea. (laughs) Really? What is it? Let's leave. (laughs) But no, he starts hitting the thing with a baseball bat. Like, you're really wondering why he's not just getting the fuck out of Dodge at this point. Why did he not leave the apartment? Like, you think as soon as you saw that Billy doll there that you would have just noped out. He obviously did not put that there. (laughs) To scare himself? It's time to leave. (laughs) But no, he's a white person. (laughs) And so he's going to check the closets. (laughs) And so, yeah, he takes a baseball bat, starts chucking the closets, and wouldn't you know it, the pig person is waiting in one of the closets. Beware of pig people in your closet. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs)
This is where we get the phone call, right? Oh, yeah. Back in the bathroom, the cell phone that was in that lockbox is suddenly ringing. And bring, 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 bring. It's Gordon's daughter on the other end. Daddy, please come home. There's a man here with a gun. Allie gets put on the phone. Mrs. Gordon. Yeah. What is going on? Don't believe Adam's lies. He knows you. He knew all about you before today. Hello? Allie? And this is where the confrontation between Gordon and Adam happens. Because Adam's keeping information from him. And he's like, you're lying to me. And he's like, you're lying to me. (laughs) They have a you're lying to me off. You want to know what I do? I get paid to take pictures of rich guys like you who go to seedy out-of-the-way motels to fuck their secretaries. Last night, I went to your house. I watched you move. I followed you. All the way to that shitbag hotel. Like, Adam, I think Adam is uh, being a little self-righteous here. I'm pretty sure the whole reason that Jigsaw chose him to be in the game is because he's a parasite, right? Yeah. He goes around, takes pictures of other people's mistakes and gets paid for it or whatever. Jigsaw will take people at two wrong ends of a wrong situation and pit them against each other. Yeah, for real. (laughs) It's it's, It's like this whole sick game for him. Exactly. Here's the thing. His alibi, this woman that he's been, quote, seeing, the night his pen light was found, he was in a hotel room with her trying to break off the affair. Yes. And, like, he's, like, they're having this emotional conversation. He's like, listen, my hot wife loves me, (laughs) and I need to try and love her a little, you know. I need to not be hot, stinking human garbage. Yeah. And the phone in her hotel room rings and the voice on the other end says it's for the doctor hello i know what you're doing doctor Ah, ah, ah. and here's the other thing adam has no idea who this mysterious client is this person that hired him to take pictures of gordon no idea who he is he can barely describe him was he tall was he skinny obese what don't take notes about his appearance must remember something about him i can't you're telling me you don't remember a thing about the guy i told you i don't oh for fuck's sake i give up he's a tall black guy he's got a scar around his neck okay It's Detective Danny Glover. Oh, no. It's Detective Tap, guys. Detective Tap, being so obsessed with this case, has hired Adam to do supplemental surveillance. Oh, man, when Gordon realizes it's him, I love this because his accent kind of disappears. He was discharged from the police force. He broke down after his partner was killed. That didn't stop him from harassing me. The guy became obsessed. He convinced himself that I must have somehow been involved with the murders. I mean, he was was crazy. (laughs) He says murders. Murders. <laughs> murders. Murders. He discovered I was involved in the murders. <laughs> that elusive R, yeah. man. Sometimes that just doesn't happen. This is where all the pictures that Adam took of Gordon's house are like splayed out all over this dirty bathroom floor. Yeah, because they were actually in the bag with the hacksaws. Yeah. And Adam hid them from him. Yeah. Like, Adam, I, I would be mad at Adam too. Yeah. Adam's not being forthcoming. And Adam notices... The face of Diana and Allison's captor in the pictures. Yeah. Like, he's at the window inside the house, and he's like, oh, shit, Gordy, you gotta look at this. We discover 
that the orderly that worked with Dr. Gordon in the hospital, Zepp, is behind most of the logistics of this. Yeah, Zepp, the guy who was like, um, the patient has a name doctor. Yeah. All roads are leading back to Zepp. And this is also a very bad time for the time limit on the game to run out. Time's up, it's after six! (laughs) A Freaky Friday? Yeah. When she tells them band practice is over? She shuts off all their band instruments. Time's up, you were supposed to kill Adam before six! (laughs) Time's up, you haven't killed him yet! (laughs) So yeah, six o'clock rolls around, no dead Adam. Yeah, and like, oh my so god. So now Zepp is charged with them murdering Allison and Diana. Yeah, and Allison and Diana are tied up in Allison's room, right? They're tied to the four-poster bed. But get this. This is how hot Allison is. <laughs> Stop. She gets untied herself and then starts to untie the kid. Yeah, she like says, okay, all right, we're free now, but you have to pretend like you're still tied up, okay? yeah. yeah. And Zepp comes into the room and he tells her that she has to be the one to call Dr. Gordon and tell him that he failed. So she gives him a little ring-a-ding-ding at Shea uh, Jigsaw. (laughs) Is that you, Zepp, you bastard? I know it's you, you son of a bitch! Larry. Holly? You failed. She rips the gun out of Zepp's hand and is suddenly holding him at gunpoint. Yeah, so we have a little standoff here. (laughs) Oh my god! This is where we realize, you know, Tap has been surveilling their apartment this whole time. Yeah, because remember- He's literally like next door. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't realize that this illegal surveillance was literally happening from across the street. Yeah. And he hears the gunshots go off. Yep. And so he runs into the house to save Diana and Allie. And, like, Zepp has officially lost control of this situation because Allison and Diana do get away. That's the part where he goes, I'm going to kill your husband now, Mrs. Gordon. I think that's my favorite. (laughs) I'm going to kill your husband now, Mrs. Gordon. Zepp is driving to the warehouse where he's holding Adam and Gordon, and Tap is, like, really close behind him. Once again, no badge, no backup. He's just going alone. He's a civilian now. He's not even a cop anymore. Yeah. And, like, oh, my God. And, like, in the bathroom... The phone is ringing, but Gordon can't get to it. Like, he can't reach the cell phone. His only line of communication to his family. And he just proceeds to freaking lose it. He just has a little crying fit, and I'm sorry it makes me giggle. Because <laughs> you don't believe him? I don't believe him. It's Carrie Elwes. Like, come on. Like, I, <laughs> I'm just cringing and giggling a little bit, you know? No! where Gordon finally reaches his breaking point. He is going to give Jigsaw exactly what he wants. Um, he picks up that hacksaw. It's time. Oh my god. He he ties his shirt around his leg as a tourniquet and just starts sawing through his ankle bone. It is profoundly upsetting. Oh my god. (laughs) you. And Adam just kind of has to sit there and watch him do it. With the screaming and the terror. Begging him not to. Do you remember in the scary movie when they did the saw bit and it was Shaquille O'Neal? And Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil! 
Yeah. And Dr. Phil cuts off the wrong ankle. Like, scary movies, you guys have some great bits, and that's one of them. <laughs> How much does it cost to get Dr. Phil in your movie? I don't even know. Oh, God. A positively snow-miserly Gordon. <laughs> He's blue from blood loss. He's, yeah, it's really scary looking. G- crawls over to dead guy in the center. Gets the gun out of his hand, loads that one bullet he got in his envelope into the gun, and yeah, shoots Adam in the shoulder. Lawrence, it's not me who did this to you! You have to die. No, I want to live! I want to live! sorry. I want to live! My family. Oh my god. And he's like, there! I fucking did it! <laughs> Show me my family! By the way, Allison and Diana are fine. They've called the cops. They're safe. They're in police custody. How hot. Like, why are you always coming back to how attractive she is? She is. <laughs> Sorry. Zepp arrives in the bathroom and sees Adam laying there motionless on the ground. And even though Gordon killed him, he's still going to waste Gordon because Gordon didn't do it before six. You're too late. Why? It's the rules. All of a sudden, Adam jumps up. He's not dead at all. He grabs the lid from that toilet tank and kills Zep with it. Bludgeons him to death. There's nothing left but squishy bone. And this is where Gordon, like, crawls over to Adam, and he's like, listen, man, I have to go get help or I'm gonna bleed to death. When they're holding on to each other, and I'm just like, oh my god, kiss. <laughs> kiss, 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 kiss. Ross, it's so awful! I know, I'm sorry, it is. It's really bad. But like, yeah, and, and yeah, because Gordon's basically like, I'm gonna bleed to death, so I'm gonna go get help. I'll come back. I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> Is this where he listens to the tape that's in Dead Guy's hand? Okay, here's what happens. Gordon crawls out of the room on his belly. He's literally only got one foot now. Yeah. And after he leaves, Adam starts going through Zep's pockets. Looking for a key or something. He thinks Zep might have the key to his ankle chain. Yeah. And instead, he finds another tape recorder. And I love this because we haven't actually heard the theme of the movie yet in the movie, and these are literally the last moments. Hello, Mr. Hendel. Or as they called you around the hospital. Zap. I want you to make a choice. (laughs) This is slow-acting poison coursing through your system, which only I have the antidote for. Will you murder a mother and her child to save yourself? So Zepp was forced into this too? Yeah, Zepp is not a minion of Jigsaws at all. He's one of the victims. He's in the game. Yeah. He's a player in the game. And like, it's just like, that was wild for me when I realized that he was not a minion. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just going to get more wild for the next 30 seconds. Yeah. And like, as all of this is dawning on Adam, the dead man who's been in the middle of the floor the whole time slowly rises into frame. Guys. Ah! 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 It's Jigsaw! It's fucking Jigsaw! He's been in there the whole time! He's been there the whole time! 
Remember, he likes his own front row seat to his sick games. And you love this little piece of trivia that it was actually him, the actor, the yeah, whole time. It's not a dummy. It's Tobin Bell the whole time they're shooting. Yeah. That's profound yeah. motion control. He's also the guy that he that Gordon was talking about to the interns in the hospital. Yeah, he was the patient. He has an inoperable brain tumor. The one where Zepp was like, his name's John. Yeah. Can we give him some respect? And like he's been kidnapping people who are not grateful for their lives because he has a terminal illness. Jigsaw stands up and says, Key to that chain is in the bathtub. Remember that little blue light that went down the drain at the beginning? The key to their chains went down the drain at the very beginning of the movie. They never had any real hope of getting out of here. That is a thing that bugged me from there on out until I saw the second movie. Because it is not explained to us why this game was rigged until the second movie. Yeah. And so I was just, I couldn't remember how little information there actually was in this first movie about the whole crazy affair. Jigsaw walks to the door and closes it. Oh my God. All on Adam's disturbing, terrifying screaming. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive. But not you. Not anymore. That's it, guys. That's how it ends. How profoundly upsetting. (laughs) P. U. Oh, my God. What's the matter, bud? You didn't find any enjoyment in that at all? I don't enjoy torture porn. No, (laughs) not me personally. But, you know, listen, the film is not without merit. It's not without merit at all. It's a good thriller. You know, James Wan's an amazing filmmaker. You know, do I think parts of it were lazy? Yeah. Do I think parts (laughs) of it are badly acted? Yeah. But that ending, though, bro. Yeah, no, it it definitely gets to you. It gets to you. Why it... else would they have produced <laughs> eight more installments? Yeah, that's the thing, guys. There's nine movies up until this point, seven of them in the original franchise. I am of the opinion that the first three Saw movies are ranging from okay to really good. Yes. Like, obviously, I think the first one is the best one, because after that, it just kind of starts to become repetitive and horrible. Torture porn. Torture porn. And after four, I I really couldn't watch them anymore. I have seen them all. I saw Saw 3D, the quote, final chapter in theaters when it came out. And guys, I'm going to post a video in the related media that explains the whole timeline of Saw if you're interested. It is absolutely out of control crazy. So now I have to watch all the Saws. (laughs) In order for it to all make sense. I mean, a little bit. I'm not making sense of this torture porn. <laughs> I'm not making sense of it. I can't think about this movie too long because his entire philosophy makes me angry. I don't think that he's an authority on who deserves to live and die or who des- or who has to earn their chance to live or anything like that. You know what it is? What? He's another white man. Just getting to do whatever he wants. He's another white man who's been left alone with his own thoughts for too long. <laughs> It happens. And he's just ruining other people's lives. Indeed. Indeed. I get it. I get it. You just can't. You can't enjoy that premise at all. I really can't. 
I, I mean, I'm sure that there is ways to make sense of it. I'm sure we get more and more. I'm sure we get his whole backstory along the eight film whatever saga. But uh, no, mm-mm, there's no way to justify it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's bold of him to assume that just because they managed to live through one of those traps, that they'll magically be a better person. Yeah, like it. And then especially <laughs> what you told me. About what happens with the survivors Uh along the way. Yep. This is... (laughs) It's infuriating. It is. (laughs) And it really reeks. It really reeks. (laughs) P.U. Profoundly upsetting. Profoundly upsetting. Guys, there's only one more selection for Spooky Month this year. Oh, spooky season. I feel like it came and came and went so fast. I know. It's the worst. But you know what? We are going to be a dissecting an old favorite next week. <laughs> you call it a favorite. It is a favorite. Listen, you're right. It is a favorite. Listen, guys, we have to talk about at least one bad Halloween movie, right? <laughs> and you know what else is fun? Mm. By my calculations, this will be our 100th full episode on the podcast. Oh my god! Take my hands, take my hands. Oh my god, happy 100 episodes! Happy 100 episodes, oh, bud! Wow, what an achievement. I know. Good good on you. Good on you, Carrie Ann. And on you too, bud. Well, you're most of the work. <laughs> you do most of the work. I sit behind this mic a couple times a week <laughs> and maybe tweet something. Next week, folks, we will be covering the 1999 Tim Burton adaptation of a classic children's tale, Sleepy Hollow. You called it a children's tale? It is a children's tale. It's a terrifying ghost story, but like... Lots of fairy tales for children (laughs) are terrifying. Yes. Tim Burton's adaptation of Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Did you really think we were going to let spooky season go by without any Tim Burton? <laughs> Come on. I can't wait to rip this apart with you. <laughs> For our 100th episode, it's going to be grand. <laughs> Fingers interlocked. Absolutely. Uh, so look out for that next week, folks. In the meantime, you can go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little spooky watch party. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Roz. And as always, James Wan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Oh, my God. Sorry, Mom. <laughs>